Welcome to the introductory notes for This Beautiful Village by Lisa Tierney Kyo. The play is directed by David Horan. The set designer is Kieran Bagnall and costume design is by Katie Davenport. Lighting design is by Sarah Jane Shields. The composer and sound designer is Carl Kennedy. The production dramaturg is Louise Stevens. The performance lasts for approximately one hour and 25 minutes without interval. Latecomers cannot be admitted after the show begins. There is no readmission if people leave during the performance. About the play. On a quiet street in leafy suburban Dublin, local residents meet about a piece of graffiti. Who did it? What does it mean? And what's to be done about it? They have wine and a quorum. Nothing can go wrong. This Beautiful Village is a razor-sharp new play that exposes every side of what it means to coexist in Ireland today. Set over one night, six people will confront their pride, prejudice and privilege. It won't be pretty, but it could be beautiful. About the set. The walls of the set are draped in heavy black cloth. In the centre, towards the back, stands a slender rowan tree, reaching up the full height of the stage. On the left-hand side, there are three flat panels facing us, with pitched roofs and chimneys cut out at the top. These panels are white, with the tallest one near the tree in the centre, the other two slightly smaller. They are reminiscent of the house pieces from the board game Monopoly. To the right of the tree are another two of these panels, with pitched roofs and chimney-shaped tops. The panel nearest the tree has a large window in it that takes up almost the entire panel. At the beginning of the performance, each panel is lit in bright colours, pink, green, blue, white and yellow, so that they appear to be a row of houses on a quiet suburban street. For the rest of the evening, they form the walls of a large sitting room in one of the houses, Liz's house, where all the walls are plain white. The entire floor is covered with a deep pile grey carpet. In the centre is a glass coffee table in a metal frame. A large hardback book of photography sits on the coffee table. To the left is a grey corner sofa with mustard yellow throw cushions facing into the centre of the space. A small side table is tucked in at the far end. To the right of the coffee table is a long upholstered bench seat, also in mustard yellow. On the far right, standing against one of the panelled walls, is a sideboard. Perched upon it is a lamp with six wine glasses and three bottles of red wine next to it. There is a small limestone statue, a stylized carving of a face. At the other end of the sideboard is a record player and a stack of records. Over on the left-hand side of the space, standing against the panel nearest us, is a set of shelves. A vase, a small globe and an ornate bowl, each in coloured glass, sit on the top, beside another lamp with a dark green shade. The shelves are filled with books, novels and history books, with some anthropology titles mixed in. There are several small artworks, statuettes and ornamental pieces in Roman and Eastern styles. On a glass stand is a small, delicate porcelain artwork with rosy pink ridges and leaves and a small white pearl at one end. 
On another shelf is a photograph of Liz with her arm around a woman, both of them smiling broadly. There are some small succulent plants in pots as well. A wooden chair in 1950s style with black leather upholstered seat is placed next to these shelves, sort of stuck in the corner. Stood against the middle panel on this side is a half-moon table with a rubber plant. At the panel furthest back, near the tree, is a standing lamp with a pale pink shade. Its legs appear to be made from an antique camera tripod. There are gaps in between each of these panels, which the characters use to head into different rooms or just to come and go out of the house. Behind the panels, and in the furthest corners to the left and right at the front, are a set of street lamps giving off an orange sodium glow. The lamps at the front are just slightly above head height, while the ones at the back are almost as high as they would be in real life. There are more street lamps hanging over the stairs on either side of the auditorium. The lighting in this production is bright to begin with, with the lamps in the room becoming brighter as the evening presses on into night and the light outside the room dims. About the characters and costumes. Liz, played by Ruth Bradley, is in her 30s. She has blonde hair, brown at the roots, pulled back and up into a high ponytail. She is fresh-faced, a peaches and cream complexion, and wears little makeup. Liz wears an oversized mustard yellow jumper over a pair of black cotton dungarees turned up at the ankles with black plimsolls and grey ankle socks. She has a grey vest underneath. She wears a long, thin golden chain with a large, plain, hollow circle hanging from it. She has simple circle earrings to match and a watch with a narrow leather strap. Maggie, played by Palm Boyd, is around 60. Her voluminous auburn wavy hair is cut into a shoulder-length bob parted at one side. Her thick-rimmed glasses contrast sharply with her pale face. She wears some eye makeup and lipstick. Maggie wears a navy and pink patterned silk caftan that billows as she moves, with wine-coloured leggings underneath and gold open-toe heeled sandals. She wears a chunky necklace with different coloured smooth stones, large silver earrings and a silver watch. When she first arrives, Maggie wears a black and white houndstooth overcoat, which is quickly hung out of sight. Philip, played by Damien Carney, is maybe 50. He wears a mint green short-sleeved shirt with tan chinos and a brown leather belt and shoes. He too wears a watch. His fair hair is frizzy and unkempt, and flecked with grey, and though he is fair-skinned, his face is often flushed, bright red. He speaks with a country accent, where everyone else has a slightly South Dublin drawl. Paul, played by Aidan McArdle, is also about 50. He dresses much as he might have for several decades now. Paul wears a black jacket. Underneath this is a trim grey t-shirt with a black waistcoat, black jeans and dark leather ankle boots. He has a chunky metal watch. He wears his grey curly hair long on top, heavy with hair product and tucked behind his ears. He arrives with a cotton tote bag with the words The Stinging Fly, New Writers, New Writing on it, tucked under his arm. He often smokes an electric cigarette. Thara, played by Michael Ford Fitzgerald, is younger than the others. 
maybe in his early thirties. He has dark brown hair, cut short and neat, with stubble on his chin and a fine-lined moustache. He wears a loose cotton navy jacket with a tan t-shirt underneath, green ankle grazer chinos turned up at the bottom and navy Tom's shoes. The sleeves of his jacket are rolled up too, revealing a red Fitbit on his left wrist. Grace, played by Bethan Mary James, is also in her early 30s. She is dark-skinned, with black, tightly curled afro hair cut short at the back and held back from her face by a patterned silk scarf in orange, teal and white. Grace wears a white and brown striped t-shirt and high-waisted pale blue three-quarter length jeans. She wears patterned socks with her blush pink runners. She has a small brown leather handbag slung across her chest, hanging by her waist. On her wrist is a white leather watch. That concludes the introductory notes for This Beautiful Village. They were prepared by Breedney Rugon, who, along with Maureen Hart, will be audio describing the performance. Audio description for this and many other productions is provided by Arts and Disability Ireland with support from the Arts Council. For updates about audio described and captioned performances, text Access Arts to 51444 or head to www.adiarts.ie for more information. Thank you. Gurav Mahagoth.